Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Make sure to go to TimCast.com. Click join us and become a member to support this podcast and all the work we do. And you'll get access to exclusive uncensored segments from TimCast IRL and way more. Now, let's jump into the first story. We all saw the viral video showing a woman be mercilessly beaten. The narrative changed rather quickly. In the video, you see a woman surrounded by a mob of black teenagers in Chicago, and they put their arm around her neck, choke slam her, and then begin mercilessly beating her. Now, when bringing this up, many people pointed out, no, they're actually not beating her. They're beating a guy. It's a different guy. They say, get him, get him. They were simply pulling her out of the way. They all said, well, I got news for all of you. That's not true. I wonder why this narrative emerged from people saying, you know, they, they weren't actually beating this white woman. And I said, OK, you know, maybe I don't see them pull her away. I just see I see them pull her down and they do go after this other guy. So maybe that's true. It seemed like she was trying to get in the way to stop some kind of fight. As it turns out, the white woman was actually dating the black man and they were both mercilessly beaten. Wow. So the story was actually both stories in one. Welcome to the modern condition, I guess. Crime is running rampant in these cities. More and more stores are shutting down. You can't go to Walgreens in San Francisco anymore. There's human feces all over the street. And now to make it worse, you got marauders running around Chicago, smashing things up. Oh, wait till you hear this one. I love this. Before, let, let me let me see if uh, we have this one. Portland. Here we go. Portland's first Shake Shack hasn't even opened yet, and it's already been smashed up. Oh, boy. You know, I was mentioning this the other day. I hear a lot of people say things like get off social media, stop paying t attention to the news and things like that, and your life will improve. I, like, well, yeah, ignorance is bliss. You know, like, here's a question I have for you. If there was a gigantic comet heading straight towards the earth and it would rip through the earth, causing the planet to explode, would you want to know about it? I mean, honest question. Me? Yeah. Yeah, I probably would. If, you know, the challenge is you can't know if you'd want to know unless you know. You know what I mean? Like if someone came to you and asked you that, you'd say, is it, is it going to happen? I mean, now I want to know, right? But if no one ever says anything, hey, look, the reality is ignorance is bliss. 
you probably would be better off just not realizing you're seconds away from being vaporized in an instant. But I guess this is the, the, the reality of the world. So my view is, if you don't pay attention to what's going on, and if you ignore all of this, one day, the violent mob will surround you and then mercilessly beat you. But oh, wait, there's more. The best part of this, apparently you got one politician, I believe it's politician, saying that uh, it's, it's poverty. They're anti-poverty protesters. These people deserve what happens to their city. I know, I know. People are like, Tim, who are you to talk? You fled that city. Partly. You know, I left Chicago more so to do something, not so much because I was concerned about the crime. I lived through the crime. And uh, fair point, though. It's, it's a brain drain. People fleeing these cities means the cities will only get worse. But you know what? There's only so much I can do. If I am in a room full of people and a fire starts and I say, everybody, please help put that fire out. And they go, you're a, you're a far right conspiracy theorist. I, I think the fire is good. What do you do? You leave. You're going to stay in the burning building? No. So that's I can't blame people for leaving these cities. And that's why I say get out of cities, homeschool your kids, get some chickens. Look, I got to tell you, man, you know, the chickens thing, you will not regret it. They're funny little bastards running around making goofy noises and laying eggs. It's fantastic. Now, listen, listen, I know you may be saying, oh, here, here goes Tim again talking about these chickens. But I, I offer you this. You can have chickens with their goofy little faces. All right. Or you could be surrounded by a mob and mercilessly beaten. You choose. And I got to tell you, when I see this story, as much as I'm like, yeah, I feel bad for these people. They had the choice. These people constantly vote for these policies. Clap, 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 just like they do on Twitter. Here we go. A couple who were violently targeted in Chicago's out of control teen riots have condemned their attackers for trying to kill us after an Illinois state senator defended the mob for protesting against poverty and segregation. Uh, (laughs) I just can't. I just don't even care anymore. I I look at this picture of these people and I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Yo, y'all want to live there and and have this stuff splashed in your face. I don't care anymore. That's all you, man. I'm happy for you. I've been saying this for you get what you vote for. I'm happy for you. Terrifying footage caught the moment on Saturday evening when Ashley 20 and DJ 22 were swarmed by teen rioters after they stepped out onto the streets of Chicago. The young couple who chose not to reveal their full names, which is also kind of silly because like you posted pictures of your faces. You went on TV. I mean, if we want your name, it's not hard to find. Said the unprovoked attack was completely random. But State Senator Robert Peters took to Twitter the next day to come out behind the mob. Quote, I would look at the behavior of young people as a political act and statement. It's a mass protest against poverty and segregation, he said in the post, which sparked widespread outrage. What? No, it isn't. It's a violent horde of individuals just mercilessly beating an interracial couple. What? And I love this, too. You know, we were, we were asking the question last night on Tim Cast IRL, were they beaten because they're interracial? And I mean, this, this yes, it, it might, might be the case. These, I'm sure you've got serious racial. Look, if this guy is saying it's a purchase of segregation, he's outright saying it's black teenagers rioting because of policies 
because of racial politics. Now, I think it's fair to point out that not all of the teenagers were black, but uh, I believe in Chicago, it is predominantly a, a large group of black teenagers. In Los Angeles, those street rights, I think, are actually fairly mixed. And it's, a, it's, it's very much uh, Latino, I think, Hispanic. But a lot of people were posting on, you know, they, they ask these questions on Twitter and stuff. They're saying, like, why won't anyone point out the race of the individuals? And it's just like, what do you do with that information? Like, serious question. What do you do with it? Are you going to, like, make a law based on race? Are you going to make stories targeting one race? I don't think that actually solves any of the problems. And I just I think it's it would it would only seek to emotionally satisfy people who don't actually want to figure out what's really going on. What I mean to say is this guy right here saying it's a protest against poverty and segregation is doing the inverse of exactly that. Looking at the race of the mob and then being like, now this is why they did it. And I'm like, that has nothing to do with it. It's a bunch of teenagers with no regard for law. It doesn't matter what their race is. It matters if they're if they care about or, or if they fear law enforcement or if they care about their community. And they clearly don't. So you can go the left route and say they're protesting segregation or you can go. I don't, I don't think it's fair to call it the right wing route, because I think most of the right is probably in a similar position to me, like respect of the individual or whatever. But I think it's just the typical identitarian approach of pointing out the race. Not to mention, I mean, the, the, like one of the victims is black. So the shocking scenes come after an uncontrolled mob of teenagers torched downtown Chicago, leading to at least two shootings and over a dozen arrests. Yeah. Yeah. I have a black eye at a DJ. My face is messed up. Shoulder is pretty effed up, too. It's out of place. My back is sore. I don't understand. Like, why even just hide your names? I just don't get it. They were quickly overrun. I guess the couple was out looking to get something to eat and the mob showed up and then they were like, hey, you know, leave us alone. So the mob was like, OK, and then just started mercilessly beating this guy. That's that's the thing, too. It's like this is a black dude. So I don't I don't know what the what the race of the, the mob has to do with it. Gunshots rang out to the city and two teens aged 16 and 17 were shot in the carnage. In total, 15 people were arrested following the weekend of mayhem, while the riots also saw numerous vehicles seized and torched on the streets. Whatever, man. You know, maybe it's unfair to say, OK, like this, this chick is 20. This dude's 22. I don't think they've been particularly politically active, but maybe these two young people will now go and vote. I don't know, Republican or, or at least libertarian. I'm not assuming these people have actually voted Democrat. Who knows? But I just say when I see these stories about what's going on with crime all over the place, I just have very little sympathy for people. Here we go. Compton. Hit. Look at this. This is from today. This is from yesterday. Compton hit by wave of street takeovers and burglaries. Yeah, don't care. That's Los Angeles. They voted for it. Stop putting news in front of my face as if it is a bad thing that people get what they voted for. If the news came out and said leftists get universal health care, I wouldn't go, oh, no. I'd be like, oh, well, that's what they voted for. And there are people who just keep projecting their desires and worldviews onto other people. I say no, no. You know, look, maybe deep down in the heart of hearts of these people, they really do just long for a day when roving bands of marauders will burn their homes down. Uh, they keep voting for it and there's nothing you can do to stop them. OK, so I just please let's 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 take a a. a, a, a Let's 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 peruse over uh, the post millennial. Take a trip down to Portland. 
Portland's first Shake Shack hasn't even opened up yet, and it's already been smashed up. Why should I care? Tell me why I should care about Shake Shack choosing to open up a location in a city where numerous stores have already shut down. Stop projecting onto other people. I'm sure the people at Shake Shack are singing and dancing and they're square dancing inside. Happy to hear that a bunch of lunatics smashed up their windows. They want it. They cheer for it. Good for them. I don't live in that world. I don't want any of that. But far be it from me to project my values onto these lunatics. Look at this. What is to be Portland's first Shake Shack was hit by vandals before it even opened. According to KGW8, someone broke a window in the brand new restaurant, but not appear to get inside. The new location on West Burnside across from Powell's Books is scheduled to open next Monday. According to police, the vandalism happened earlier this week. And then uh, let's let's uh, jump to the uh, where, where, are we, where, do, where do we got this one? Here we go. Let's go back in time. November 30th, 2022. I got to say, uh, Shake Shack, you know what? They got what they wanted. And I'm not going to assume otherwise. November 30th, 2022, Portland REI location increases security following three break-ins in one week. You mean to tell me that REI in Portland was broken into three times in one week, had to bring on security, and now outright just shutting down Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. And Shake Shack said, this seems like a good place to start a business. Okay, look, let me just be real. Obviously, none of these people want to be mercilessly beaten in the streets or have their businesses destroyed. They're just too stupid to realize what's going on around them. So let's go back to that analogy about a burning building. If I'm in a room and I see a bunch of people lighting matches and I say, please stop doing this, you're going to burn the house down. And they go, you're just a bigot. And then throw the matches at the wall and they all just keep doing it. I'm like, I'm going to leave. Now, obviously, I don't think these people want to get caught up in a burning building, but they're the ones who set the building on fire. So what am I supposed to say about that? Look, if if uh, uh, who were we talking to about this? Jesse Kelly, I think if a kid touches a burning stove and gets burned by it, you say, well, you learned your lesson, right? And if they don't, what are you supposed to do? 
Are we supposed to live in a society where we have to restrain people? Okay, then I'll tell you this. If you if you think these people cannot learn, then the only solution is to rescind their right to vote. And we talked about this. um, I talked about it with Vivek Ramaswamy over on the Culture War podcast. And we were talking about service guaranteeing citizenship. And one of the simplest ideas was when you sign up for the selective service, you get a voter ID card that allows you to vote. And you don't have to vote. The, the idea was this. You don't have to sign up for the selective service, basically the draft. Uh, but, if, but if you don't, you don't vote. If you do, you get a voter ID. Now you vote. I think that's a rather simple solution. Granted, my concerns are emboldening the government in such a way. How, but that, that being said, I think there is something wrong with our current version of society. And I think the challenge is there's no there's no policy change that's going to fix it. You know, we, we, we like to entertain this idea of service guaranteeing citizenship, that if you provide service to the country, you then get the right to vote. But that won't change anything. That just means the government is in control of who gets to vote and then they can lock things up. Now, the argument is in Starship Troopers, where we get the service guaranteed citizenship from, no one could be denied. It was not allowed. And uh, OK, perhaps that's better than what we have. But I got to tell you guys, it really just comes down to one thing. Culture. That's really it. The people in Chicago, these teens who are running around smashing things up, mercilessly beating people, they don't care about you. You are not a part of their community. You're not a part of their culture. What's happened is, let's go back in time. We go back in time. And uh, cities, towns, were effectively neighborhoods. I mean, you'd live in a town that is comparable to a neighborhood. Now, what is Chicago but like 100 different small towns all smashed together? What I mean by that is, if you lived in, let's just say, Rockville, and it was a town of 500 people, y'all knew each other, you feared wronging people. If you went around smashing things up, you'd be ostracized, kicked out, you'd have no food, nowhere to go. If uh, there was a neighboring town called um, Stone Town or whatever, and, and someone from Stone Town came over to Rockville, you'd have very little regard for them. No one's going to hurt each other for the most part. But, for the, but you'd be like, you're not from here. You, you, you don't have any special privileges here. You're not a part of our community, right? That's what's happening now in these cities. This roving band of, of marauding teenagers, it's because they live in a neighborhood well, if they smashed up that neighborhood, it would be bad for them because people they know would then come after them. But these kids, they know they can go downtown and just smash and destroy and no one will do anything about it. In fact, the people who live in their neighborhood will probably clap and cheer for it. Remember, uh, there were some riots that happened. I can't remember exactly where it was, but the woman went on TV and said, stop rioting in our neighborhood and bring it to the white people's neighborhood. You remember that? She said, bring it to, the, to, to their neighborhood. Why are you burning down our, our, our town? I think that was Minnesota. Was that Minnesota? I can't remember. Maybe not. Maybe not. But I think many of you remember. Actually, let me see if, uh, let me see if I, can, I can find this right now. Riot in, uh, it, was on, it was on CNN. Let me see if this, uh, this pulls it up. I think it is. Uh, no, 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 no. It'll, it'll be harder than just a quick Google search. But there was that video, I think you guys remember, it was like the family member of someone saying, go take the riots to their neighborhoods. Well, this is what they're doing. They're doing exactly that. 
They are going to uh, in, in, in and look at this. Here's the other thing. Uh, I'll say this, too, about the racial stuff in Portland. It's all white people. Like, seriously, it's a bunch of white far leftists in this overwhelmingly white area. So I, I don't care about the race stuff. It's it's the problem is people don't care about law enforcement. People don't care about each other. People don't care about the uh, progress advancement. They have no kids. I think actually a large component of why we're seeing societal breakdown is people not having children. And uh, I'll give you one of my hypotheticals, my, my hypotheses. So we get the Malthusianism, the planet's overpopulated, there's too many people, we got to stop, population growth can't go on forever kind of kind of talk starting, I think it was in the 70s or something like that. Population boom. And I, and I don't completely disagree with it. We saw a massive explosion of human population and resources are finite. What happens then is people start saying, uh, okay, well, let's let's discourage having families. Everybody's having three or four kids. Let's make them stop. You now have an era of birth control where doctors go to young girls and just say, are you on birth control yet? And it's like they don't care if they need it or don't need it. They just don't want them to have kids. You end up now with a generation around the world that isn't having children. Population is going to start collapsing. And, it, and it, I think it already is. When people don't have kids, they have nothing to lose and nothing to fear. That's the big component. And so what we're seeing right now with the far left is they don't have children. So when someone threatens them, they don't care. When they're told you'll be fired unless you take off that BLM mask, they say, I don't care. But someone who has kids says, I can't get fired. I have kids. So you see what happens is without children, society loses all fear, stability. People are concerned that something bad will happen to their children. So they all agree, let's chill the F out. When nobody has kids, they just say, ain't nothing you can do to me because I fear nothing. It's all on me. You also end up with extreme narcissism, people believing that they are effectively God. I think I got to be honest. I think what we are seeing in the culture war with the left largely is due to not having children. I don't think it is. And, and, and I, uh, I don't think it is just academia. And I don't think it is uh, uh the algorithm creates the social orthodoxy, but the inability to break free from it is rooted in the fact that these people do not have children. Not, not some of them do. Don't get me wrong. But what happens is roving bands go around smashing things because if they go to jail, so what? Now you have kids. Oh, you can't go to jail. You got to feed your kids. What are you going to do? And that's where we're at right now. So I'll tell you, I think all of this is just going to get worse, to put it simply. It's going to get worse because... People are having less and less kids. And so there's less of any, there's no restraint anymore. They'll do whatever they want. They'll smash whatever they want. And then they'll vote for more of it. Here's my advice to you. Get out of the cities. Homeschool your kids. Get some chickens, maybe some goats. Get some land far away from all this craziness. Have as many kids as you can. That's it. And, uh, you got to teach your kids philosophy and, and, and uh, I don't necessarily want to say religion because I don't care for the organized religions, but spiritual philosophical understanding of the metaphysical. That is to say, things rooted in, in religion, I think, are deeply, deeply important to the moral foundations of this country. I think Judeo-Christian values, tremendously beneficial in the long run, helps us survive. But where we're going right now is not progress. They just argue that anybody who wants to keep the system the way it is is conservative. And my attitude is kind of like, well, you've created an interesting political class. 
I'm not interested in keeping the system as it is. I am interested in keeping the system, though. And while the system has a lot of problems with it, I think we want to fix it. That's supposed to be what progressive means. Instead, what you have are what they call the progressive left just want to burn everything down. And anyone else is conservative because they want to not burn it down. I've grown quite fond of living. And I think uh, human civilization has done great things in making our lives better. So, yeah, I prefer to keep it. But to those people that want to destroy it, they keep voting for more of it. This is what you get. So we've got to just make money, have families, move out of cities, homeschool your kids, and then give it a few generations and things will be back on track. That doesn't mean give up now. It means start doing the work. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then. The year's 2029. A father reaches out to law enforcement and says that his son, age 15, has gone missing. The police tell him that they can't locate his child, but eventually social media posts surface and they get word about where this child is. The young son of this man was spending a lot of time on social media platforms like TikTok, watching prominent individuals talk about how amazing it was to get life changing surgeries as a minor and how it's their right to decide for themselves who they are and what they want. Medication was the only way to be happy. And this young teenager who was confused by what they were seeing about what they were being inundated with decided they would flee to the state of Washington and the state of Colorado. Both, actually. You see, the child was going to head to Colorado first for irreversible gender surgeries and then seek shelter in Washington to hide their whereabouts from their father because the, the man on the internet said, your parents will never understand. And this is the only way you'll be normal and feel good about yourself. The father contacts law enforcement in these states upon learning about what's going on on social media. And they say, we have no idea what you're talking about. And we won't assist you either. To prevent this man's child from getting castrated and then being smuggled off to another state to be hidden, he rounds up a couple of his buddies former law enforcement and military, and they go and decide to track down this child on their own, which results in them getting into a standoff with law enforcement in Colorado. A shootout ensues. And well, where we go from there, I don't know. Perhaps you can argue, as I've stated many times, this is the precursor to civil war or something to that effect. I don't know. It's just something I was thinking about. It's hypothetical because we have two stories. One from the post-millennial. Washington House passes bill to hide whereabouts of runaway children seeking sex changes. Then, of course, we have this from the Daily Mail. Colorado becomes first transgender tourism state. Democratic governor signs bill that allows children to travel for puberty blockers, even if drugs are banned where they live. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. 
then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds, and stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Who knows where we will be in about six years. Now, perhaps six years time, these states will have lost. The Supreme Court will have issued a federal ruling outlawing these practices on minors. And the story may be very different. But looking at a story like this, stories like this, worrying, uh, the most worrying is Washington passing a bill to hide the whereabouts of, of children. Think about how psychotic and evil that is. And if this does persist, and I believe there's no good reason to suggest it will not, it's going to lead to, I guess, violence. I don't see how these dominoes falling over leads to anything else. The only thing I can say is, for one, obviously nobody wants that. Maybe the extremists do, but regular people like us don't. But I'm not sure what we want matters because you have an increasingly polarized population. What one side views as extreme, the other other side views as desirable in in both directions. Now, of course, I fall into the um, anti-algorithmic manipulation camp, meaning as a traditional liberal, I find myself more in agreement with conservatives who are more resilient to this algorithmic manipulation. And maybe because traditional moral values kept their children and resulted in uh, themselves actually being separated from the algorithmic crisis. I don't know for sure, but I'll put it this way. I grew up uh, briefly going to Catholic school, and I wonder if strong moral foundations and parents who believed in things like parental restrictions results in people who did not get manipulated too heavily by the algorithms, though they did. Whereas the left, these are parents who are putting the iPad in front of their children, pressing play and walking away. This is the algorithmic crisis, and it's leading to politicians who support psychotic nonsense. Now, I want you to imagine what happens if my scenario is correct. What happens when parents try to save their kids? Let me phrase it another way. A young girl goes on the Internet. She's depressed and confused. And there's a strange man who says drugs are desirable and tells these children to flee from their homes and go hide in states that will not return them because your parents just don't understand. What's the difference? We're talking about puberty blockers. We're talking about drugs. If a child is groomed on the Internet and told to run away and hide, ladies and gentlemen, the current state of our country is that Washington will shield those, in fact, collaborate with those that seek to steal your children, harbor runaways, and then chemically castrate them. I hope you're ready for what that means. And I get it. A lot of parents are unwilling to do anything. Seriously, I can't tell you how many stories I hear from people who say it is desirable for their children to become indoctrinated in this way than uh, for them to risk 
uh, leaving and moving somewhere new. I, I, I genuinely, this is the, this is the craziest thing. When people are like, I can't just leave the city, Tim. I have kids. And I'm like, I, that, that wait, that's the reason to leave the city because you have kids. You know, you take a look at what's going on in Chicago with the mass riding, And it's like, so you have kids, you live in Chicago and you're like, it's too difficult to leave. I have to think about my kids. Are you? Your kid's going to be walking home from school and they're going to get boot stomped by a, a, a roving band of marauders or they're going to go to school and the teacher is going to tell them to secretly take drugs without telling you. And it's just like, if you really cared about your kids, you'd sacrifice everything to get them away from this and move out of the cities. Say, Levy, I didn't say it was easy. People keep saying the same thing to me. They say, you don't understand, Tim. You don't have kids. And I'm like, never said I did. Never said I understood how easy it would be. Never, never said it would be easy. In fact, it might be the hardest thing you've ever done. Just, I just don't understand the logic where it's like, I can't just quit my job. I have kids. And it's like, if you were in a building and the building started on fire and your kids were in the building, would you be like, I, I can't bring my kids out of this building. I mean, where will they sleep? <laughs> Certainly not where the fire's at, but it's a slow creeping fire. And I think if you take a look at the severity of what's going on, then it's, I guess, easier to understand. And that is to say, if there was a mold in your house that uh, you knew was going to kill your kids, a lot of people might be like, well, we have no choice. You take a look at Flint and the water and they knew the water was bad, but they were like, but we have no choice. And that's the craziest thing to me because you do. You have a choice to endure hardship if it means you're not drinking lead. You have a choice to endure hardship if it means your children will not be indoctrinated into taking body altering chemicals and drugs and getting surgeries. Far be it for me to tell you how to, how to live your lives and what to do with your children. But if you still live in Washington, I don't know what to say. I mean, there, there will, there will come a time where you, with your kids in Washington, will come back in a year or two to this video and say, why did I not listen? There's a story I read on, uh, I think it was on Reddit, where a guy said that his daughter was trans, that she was identifying as a male shaving her head, getting increasingly angrier and screaming at him and all that stuff. And they didn't understand what was happening. The schools were telling him that, you know, you know, some kids are trans and he needs to affirm this. The father wrote how he knew that if he came out and rejected what was going on, that the city or the state would come and take his child away. And that in order to stay with his child, he decided to play along and then pulled a masterstroke saying, thank you so much for helping my child. This is wonderful. My child is happy and I got a new job. So we're going to be moving, but hopefully we'll be able to find good treatment for my child where we move to. He took his daughter and he moved to the middle of nowhere, where within a few months, the child was completely back to normal. Hair was no longer dyed, not freaking out, not depressed, not angry, and surprisingly not trans. So it's almost like the social influence of the algorithms is warping people's brains. But this guy knew what he had to do to save his kids. Now for him, the fire was his child was was engulfed in it. And so he fled. But think about what this means for Washington and Colorado. Let's read the story here. Before we do, my friends, you can do a couple things. Become a member at TimCast.com by clicking that join us button supporting our work directly or by going to castbrew.com and buying our coffee brand. I'm really excited. 
We're just getting started. It's the first orders that are going to be going out. We have a lot of work to do to get to the point where we've got multiple blends and all that stuff. But we're sponsoring ourselves because we want to build companies. And the purpose of Cast Brew Coffee is to launch coffee shops. The first coffee shop is currently being built. It's in West Virginia. We have the building. It's all underway. Cleanup is happening. Second and third floor are going to be a social club. I'm hoping that in a few years, we have 50 of these locations all across the country, and we are building that culture. So that's one way you can support us. But let's read the news. Postmillennial reports a Washington bill that would give the state government the power to hide the whereabouts of children seeking sex changes from their non-affirming parents has passed the House and Senate. SB 5599, supporting youth and young adults seeking protected health care services, is intended to give meaningful choices to young people who may not have supportive families at home so they do not end up on the street, but instead have shelter options when seeking this life-saving care. However, critics are concerned that the bill will drive a wedge between parents and their child right at the point when open communication is vital. Okay. I mean, I only see one thing, to be completely honest. They, they're sterilizing people. They're sterilizing, castrating, and otherwise aborting, outright just eliminating their children. I'm, I'm going to say it again. I've been saying it a couple times. But if you went to someone and said, wow, that's, that's really interesting how you live your life. Have you considered aborting your children? Do you like, <laughs> is, that, is that a positive thing to say to somebody? I, th- I think it's, you know, um, after hearing everything you have to say, uh, I actually agree with you. I think you should have the right to abort your kids. Let's just do some simple math, my friends. A red state bans abortion. A blue state allows abortion to the point of birth. A red state bans child sterilization, sex change surgery. And a, a red state bans that. A blue state allows it. Let's just do the math. Red states tend to be conservative. They make it so that people who live in those states can't get abortions and can't sterilize their kids. In 20 years, red states will have larger populations than blue states. That just seems like basic math, don't you think? Quote, if it becomes law, SB 5599 would disenfranchise loving parents who deserve to have a say in the care of their teenage children, said Senate Republican leader John Braun in a press release. Children between the ages of 13 and 18 can already access these same health and mental services under Washington law without their parents' permission. The only thing SB 5999 would do is cause harm by driving a wedge between vulnerable kids and their parents at a time when a teen lacks the perception and judgment to make critical life-altering decisions. Under current law, licensed shelters must notify a parent if a child comes into their care, unless there is a compelling reason to keep the child's whereabouts a secret. SB 5599 allows shelters to contact the Department of Children, Youth, and Families instead of the parents, should the child be seeking an experimental sex change or reproductive services. Oh, man. You know, I encourage uh, conservatives to actually consume this media. I really, really do. The funny thing to me, conservatives haven't read the book Genderqueer, despite being very critical of it. I I get it. There's depictions of adult activities in the book, but I think really they should read it so they can understand the ideology and the trauma that comes along with this ideology. And they should watch I Am Jazz and other shows like this. If you watch a show like I Am Jazz, Postmillennial actually breaks it down. One of the funniest things about it is they wouldn't let Jazz Jennings get a surgery. Uh, I'm sorry, get a, a tattoo because it's permanent. But the surgery was totally OK. Here's the reason I bring it up. In the show, I am Jazz. We learn a few important things. Jazz Jennings is now dating women. 
a biological male transitioned at a young age by jazz, by their parents. Jazz is now uh, dating women. Interesting. Jazz never developed, uh, let's just say, adult characteristics because of puberty blockers and cannot experience any kind of um, uh, any kind of sex. Jazz, in order to receive bottom surgery, as they call it, let's just uh, we, we, I don't know what you'd call it, vaginoplasty, I guess, which doesn't really make sense because that's not what they're doing. Uh, in order to do this, what they typically do is what's called a penile inversion vaginoplasty, where they use the flesh from male genitals to and, and then invert it into a wound and then pry the wound open to create a cavity where another male can then lubricate and and pleasure himself by penetrating that wound. For jazz, unfortunately, jazz didn't have enough material due to puberty blockers. So they said colon, we could use that. The problem with that is it creates a wound that smells like feces. Again, I'm not trying to be a dick. This is actually the academic explanation of what it is. It creates a wound that smells of feces. And so it is typically not the preferred method of um, what they would call vaginoplasty. So they opted for taking abdominal wall lining, in which the doctor referred to it as an experimental procedure, as it had only been done on, I think the, it was 15 other patients. Do you think a child has the understanding of the world to engage in something like this? Do you think a child knows what it means to have or want to have a family and have children? My biggest fear in all of this the first is that people like Jazz Jennings or Dylan Mulvaney will come to self-harm. And I hope that doesn't happen. I hope these people get the, the uh, help they need. But I want you all to think about this as it pertains to Washington and Colorado. I want you all to think about this clip from um, I Am Jazz, which I suppose I'm, I'm going to play. Let me, uh, let, me, let me pull this up because... Uh, I wasn't intending on playing it, but I, I, I think I think I I think I have to. So let's see if I can pull up the post millennial uh, jazz Jennings. And um, I didn't have it pulled up because uh, I wasn't planning on playing it. Just mind you. And oh, man. This is I, I just don't even know if I can pull this up, to be completely honest. Uh, all right, I'm going to I'm going to. So this is the uh, story which, um, geez. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is insane. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, it's on YouTube. I'm going to pull it up, and I think you, you all need to hear this. So uh, I'm going to play this uh, for you now. Eye, they tend to go back to old patterns. I have woken Jazz out of a dead sleep and taken the dilator and put the lubrication on it and said, here, you take this and you put it in your vagina. If not, I will. See, this is what I'm talking about. So th- this is a, a clip that uh, I think this is Brandon Tatum, Officer Tatum, had uh, placed in the, in. I, th- I think it's, you know, I don't know, I saw it on YouTube 
Let me see if I can uh, pull up the the uh, actual clip in full and not just. Uh, I, I mean, I, I bet I bet Brandon Tatum's actually got the full full clip in here somewhere. But bre- breaking it up, I think is. Uh, here we go. Oh, yeah. This is. Uh, let's let's do it. Let's let's pull up the story here. Jazz Jennings' parents were worried about letting Jazz get a tattoo at 17 due to the per- uh, permanence of it, but were okay with castration. This is the, the, the hypocrisy and the absurdity of what we're currently seeing, and uh, this is the clip that I wanted to play for you. But with her, I'm worried about like her mental well-being and her dilation. The minute she leaves my house, we have a dilation problem. That, that is a concern. We you don't have that watchful eye. They tend to go back to old patterns. I have woken Jazz out of a dead sleep and taken the dilator and put the lubrication on it and said, here, you take this and you put it in your vagina. If not, I will. But Jazz is bad, even when I'm home once a day. I will be so mad if she goes away to college and that thing seals up. I will wring her neck. Oh my God, I just can't, man. Can Can I contextualize this for you? This is a woman who said she wakes up her biological male child in the middle of the night with a medical device lubricated. She instructs her child to shove it into a gaping wound between his legs. And then she says, crank it. And if you don't, I will. She then says that if Jazz does not engage in this behavior, which Jazz clearly doesn't want to do, She will wring her neck. Can I stress this? If Jazz Jennings, a legal adult, does not want to take a medical device and pry a wound open, why is the mother saying she will choke Jazz Jennings if she doesn't? How has there not been any kind of intervention here? This is insane. If not, I will. If not, I will. It's bad, even when I'm home once a day. I will be so mad if she goes away to college and that thing seals up. I will wring her neck. She outright says she will physically abuse, injure her adult male child if her adult male child allows the, the, the wound between their legs to seal up. This has to be a nightmare. There's another video where Jazz Jennings is depressed and the mother says, you're your own your worst enemy. You're doing this. And it is a televised nightmare scenario. And I don't understand how we've gotten to a point of moral degradation where there's not been any intervention. Ah, this is crazy to me. In the book, Gender Queer, the one that conservatives were always, uh, you know, pointing out because it depicts sex acts and they were trying to get kids to read it. It's a story of a young girl who was peeing in the yard because the parents, I guess, had their kids go to the bathroom outside, could not read by the age of 12. Can I stress that? Could not read by the age of 12. What's the average age a child is reading? I mean, four? Four years old? Let me, let me pull that one up. Average age a child learns to read. Six or seven. Now, I think uh, experts say most children learn to read by age six or seven by the second grade, and that some learn much earlier. I've been, I was reading well before that. I, you know, in kindergarten, there, we are, we are practicing all of our letters. 
we were learning Danelian, I think it was. We were we were writing stuff. I guess maybe it was, you know, because I, I the school I went to, I don't know. But this woman didn't learn to read until 12, twice the age the average child learns to read. The, par- uh, the, the, the parents of this woman had her wearing old blood crusted pads when she was going through puberty to the point where she smelled so bad. And it's all in the book that the school had to intervene. So I wonder, how did it get so bad in this country that we have televised a mother saying she is physically, psychologically abusing her child? And it's entertainment. I have to wonder. But in the end, I can just say one thing. This is all happening around you. If you still live in these states, I don't know if I can express sympathy for you. There will come a time when, as uh, let me let me tell you, we had uh, uh, I think it was uh, Josie, the redhead libertarian, on this show. Josie is a libertarian, very very anti woke. She said one day her daughter came home and said that she was I think a lesbian. I think that's a story she told on Timcast IRL, and it's because the school told her daughter that her daughter didn't know. I have other friends who are staunch conservatives who said one day their daughter came home and said that they were pan or trans or gay. And they were like, what? Do you even know what that means? And the child was like, no. In one story, a little girl who was, I think, 10 years old said that they were pansexual. And their mother said, do you know what that means? And the child was like, it means I like everybody. And then the mom said, no, that means you want to kiss everybody. And the child was like, what? No, I don't. Like, well, that's what it means. Maybe you shouldn't say that. But the schools are doing this to your children. And so you have people who are thinking everything's fine. Not my family will be okay. And what's happening in reality is that your kids, they're experiencing all this indoctrination. They're just not telling you. And you'll be lucky if they do. I've also heard stories. Oh, and mind you, both of these parents moved away from these places. I've also heard stories of people saying the moment they heard that rhetoric, their kid came to them and immediately said, hey, listen to this. This is what they're doing. They went, "Okay, we're done. We're getting out of here. I don't know what to say, man. These cities are falling apart. Crime is running is is rampant. You've got horror stories like this. And now you take a look at what's going on in Colorado and Washington. And I can only say, like, my view of this is sooner or later, someone's going to lose it. Now, in Nashville, they've begun passing laws to stop all of this. And what happened? A transgendered female got a gun and shot up a, a church and Christian school. Where's the media? Apparently nowhere to be found. They immediately shift away from this, begin turning it into a fundraising effort for Democrats because they're way better at narrative control than conservatives are. So here we are. The night is always darkest before the dawn, I suppose. But we're seeing it right before our eyes. You want to support this show, I guess, share this video with your friends, share these stories, share the video of Jazz Jennings' mother and ask them if they think it's okay. And you know what you might find? They do. They do think it's okay. Your, your, your liberal friends and family, they, people just seem to think, if only my friends knew the truth, they would be on my side. I don't believe it. Some of these people might just turn around and say, I don't care what's right. I care about what's popular. And those people are dangerous. And you're not going to convince them. I guess we'll just have to see. Next, story, uh, next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Ron DeSantis' administration in Florida has approved a rule banning the teaching of gender identity 
and sexual orientation through the 12th grade. A lot of people are cheering for this, saying it was the right move. And while I agree to a certain extent, uh, we should not have in these schools kids under a certain age being taught about what I would describe as kink. Um, I, I'm concerned that Ron DeSantis isn't actually doing anything. Uh, I'm, I'm in kind of a bad mood. I got to be honest. Uh, in my last segment, I talked about Jazz Jennings' mom. And after wrapping this up, just uh, I, I feel a lot of rage because it's not just Jazz Jennings' mother. It's also that doctor. There's that doctor who wants to eat the teeth. She describes it. I believe she's also in Florida. And so I just started thinking, is this what we get Ron DeSantis? Look, man, I like what Ron DeSantis does, but is this it? I'm not going to vote for that. I, I will tell you right now, Ron DeSantis can't just do these. We're going to pass a rule saying no teachers teaching about this one thing and then walk away. Because you have much more horrifying stories like the story of Jazz Jennings' mother and what this woman has done to Jazz. And I don't, for the life of me, understand why Ron DeSantis has not pursued criminal charges against these people. Now, don't get me wrong. Apparently, they have banned a lot of these practices and they will begin going after people. But I'm pretty sure outside of that, you have easy criminal charges against these people. This is the weirdest thing. The weirdest thing. You get a doctor who prescribes a double mastectomy to a teenager, and then Ron DeSantis and the administration comes out and says, OK, yeah, that you, you can't do that anymore. The, legislator, uh, the legislature in Florida says this is illegal. OK, I get it. Doctor prescription. But um, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. If a doctor prescribed the amputation of a healthy body part, what is it civil? It, 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 no, serious, serious, serious question. It, it may be. It may be. If a, a, a person goes to a doctor, the doctor says you got an infection. We got to remove your arm. Then they do. And the person says you were wrong. It's, it's a civil suit. The doctor being wrong isn't a criminal action. That I understand. Now they've made it criminal. But um, the thing about Jazz Jennings' mom, I think, just crosses the line into overt criminal activity. And I don't understand how it's persisted this long. Ron DeSantis must do something. Let me first show you the news here. And we'll talk about where, where I'm going with this. Actually, you know what? You get it. That's the news. Florida bans teaching of gender identity and sexuality through the 12th grade. I don't care. I really don't. Here's what I see. I'm going to play this clip for you. I played it in the last segment. I'm going to play it again because this one, it, it really makes me angry. It makes me, it makes me very angry. But with her, I'm worried about like her mental well-being and her dilation. The minute she leaves my house, we have a dilation problem. That, that is a concern. When you don't have that watchful eye, they tend to go back to old patterns. I have woken Jazz out of a dead sleep and taken the dilator and put the lubrication on it and said, here, you take this and you put it in your vagina. If not, I will. But Jazz is bad, even when I'm home once a day. I will be so mad if she goes away to college and that thing seals up. I will wring her neck. I just, I, I can't. Uh, I, I, I've seen this, this clips from a while ago, and I just don't for the life of me understand how Ron DeSantis has not initiated criminal charges against this woman. I just, I, I genuinely don't. We have nothing but feckless leaders. <clears throat> I guess Ron DeSantis wants to be president. Is that why? I'm just, I'm over it. Look, I know I have my disagreements with people like Michael Malice over the extent to which the state should intervene, but, um, I'm not an anarchist and I'm not a big L libertarian. I am a traditional liberal and I lean in the, into the libertarian spectrum. 
meaning for the most part, live and let live. But um, here we have a story of a woman who took her male child, castrated him with chemicals. And now you have the expression of the most extreme degree of this story. That is, this woman has publicly stated to the world, Jazz Jennings, a biological male with plastic surgery to create an open wound that must be pried apart with a dilator, is resisting that treatment. This warrants a criminal investigation. Let me, let me, uh, please, Media Matters, for, for the love of all that is holy, write this one up and plaster it all over your website. Because I'm done. I'm sick of this stuff. If Jazz Jennings does not want to place a medical device into a pelvic wound and pry it open, that is the prerogative. That is the, the life of Jazz Jennings. If this woman is saying she will choke her unless she does this, at what point does Ron DeSantis do something I just I'm confused by this. I'm, I'm genuinely confused by this. Maybe Ron just doesn't know. That's fair. I won't assume that everybody knows everything all the time. I'm seeing this again. We talked about it a few weeks ago. It is a very, very disturbing video. I'm going to play forward, play, play it again for you. As out of a dead sleep and taken the dilator and put the lubrication on it and said, here, you take this and you put it in your vagina. If not, I will. Put it in or I will. Uh, that's a threat of violence against an adult human person, right? For what purpose does Jazz Jennings have to pry open a pelvic wound? There's only one. So that another human being, male, can place his penis inside of the wound for sexual gratification. I can't see. I, I mean, this is it's just it's, it's mind blowing to me that this kind of thing persists in this day and age. If you go back in time, you, you, you talk about a mother who's got a son locked up and forcing the kid to do weird things. I mean, the state intervenes and arrests these people. How is this any different? If Jazz is resisting this, OK, you want to make an argument about a doctor prescribed it and Jazz went through with it. Fine. But Jazz was a minor child who could not consent to being castrated. You want to talk about, well, the child and the parent made a decision. on the OK, fine. Jazz is now a human adult. And this warrants an investigation. Jazz is a human adult whose mother admits to saying, stick this into a wound and pry open or I will. Imagine what would happen if a man said on TV that he goes to his wife in the middle of the night and grabs a, a, an object, lubricates and says, you stick this in you or I'll do it. That person would immediately be investigated or arrested. How is this any different? Imagine a video of a man saying, if that woman, if, 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 if he says his wife does not do this, he would wring her neck. How would that not warrant an investigation? And this is where we are. So here's where I'm at. Here's where I'm at. I see this story. And then I'm just like, I don't care. Look, in schools, if they say if you're in third grade or below, we don't teach this stuff. I say, makes sense to me. If you're then like, OK, now fourth to 12th grade, we don't teach it. I'm kind of like, OK, I guess whatever. He goes, they're going to explain that this is not blanket ban everything. There can be sex education if the parents opt, uh, opt for it. And that makes sense to me. What we've been seeing in these schools is kink education, books showing butt plugs and things like that. That's not sex ed. That should all be banned, period. I agree with Ron DeSantis on that one. I just don't understand how we've gotten to this point 
where this video has persons. And, and, and there's also another video that I, that I should pull up for you. Let me uh, let me let me let me. I should I should have pulled this up um, prior to this. Because I did this in the last segment. Let me pull up this other video so you can see just how, the extent to which the abuse goes. And I'm just pissed. Uh, look, let me let me let me let me let me put it this way. I tweeted, I am demanding the Ron DeSantis administration immediately begin the pursuit of criminal charges against the mother of Jazz Jennings. After watching that video, I want to play another video for you. Here's another one. So, um, are you feeling like you wanted to start talking about? Are you okay? I'm okay. I'm like going to cry. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know I can't get out of my head. I know. No, listen. <laughs> it I just doesn't stop. It's okay. Give me a hug. It's okay. I know what you're going through. We've been there before. No, it still doesn't stop now. I and I'm already going well, back to you, negative. But the more you're talking about yourself, it gets harder. Mm-hmm. You're digging in and you're, it's making you put a, a magnifying glass on what's mm-hmm. already difficult as it is. So this is hard for you. I know. And you don't, we don't want to push and you I know. Anymore. I'm the one doing it. Like, I know. You're your own worst enemy. I feel kind of all over the place and like my mind is very cluttered and not clear. And I really want to have that clarity. I really want to understand myself and be able to read my own soul and what I want. And it's just very challenging. And I think I'm kind of breaking down a little bit and spiraling into negativity. So uh, here's a video showing Jazz Jennings saying that they don't feel like themselves. I think, is there more? I just want to feel like myself. Like, that's right. it. You're I don't like care. All I want is to be happy and feel like me. And I don't feel like what me ever. Me? I don't feel like me ever. I'll tell you what I think. No, uh, no, no, uh, no point in holding back. Jazz Jennings is not transgender. Jazz Jennings is a child who did not understand what transgender was, was three years old, I believe, when the family decided Jazz was trans and then began the social transition at seven. And <clears throat> excuse me. Medical transition, I believe, happened around 11 years old. This isn't so much the story of a single individual, right? The left likes to say, oh, but it's one person. Oh, it doesn't happen that much. Yeah, I think if one person is murdered, uh, it's a problem. Right now, the left is complaining about the shooting of Ralph Yarrell, which appears to be a justified shooting, albeit a tragedy. I don't want these things to happen. I feel bad for this kid. I hope he's okay. But if you try to enter someone's home in Missouri, they have a right to use force against you. I wish it did not happen. But it's one person. So they want to be mad about it. That's fine. I'll be mad about this person and say, we don't want this to happen to anyone else. Jazz Jennings clearly doesn't feel like themselves. Something's wrong. Jazz Jennings recently, it was revealed, began dating women. I think Jazz, as I've predicted years ago and even now, is starting to realize this is not who they were meant to be. And this was forced upon them. Why is it that Jazz Jennings is dating women? Perhaps because Jazz is attracted to women, because Jazz is a biological male, and 99% of biological males are attracted to biological females. I shouldn't even say biological, just a male attracted to a female. 
when Jazz was uh, early on in the show, Jazz was um, prepubescent. Jazz stated they were um, they, 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 that Jazz said that they were attracted to boys. After the typical age of puberty, Jazz said that they were pan. I predicted this was Jazz starting to realize that they were, in fact, attracted to females. Now, at, I think, 23 or 22 years old, Jazz is dating females. I think this shows Jazz is not trans. That's my view of this. You can see in this video the mother gaslighting Jazz, saying it's you. You're doing this. You're doing this. When Jazz is simply saying, I want to feel like me, but I never do. Interesting. You take a look at that video of Jazz, uh, of Jazz's mother saying, if you don't stick this in, I will. That says to me that one, Jazz doesn't want to be doing this. Jazz is depressed and undergoing some kind of trauma, not feeling like who, who they're supposed to be and dating women. I think it's fairly obvious. The mother is psychologically torturing and physically abusing her male child. After I did the last segment, I just I couldn't stop thinking about this because I'm just pissed off how this is being televised and monetized in Florida. Ron DeSantis should immediately begin the process of criminal investigation. Oh, but he won't do it. You expect me to vote for this guy? Let me give a shout out to our friends over the Daily Wire. You expect me to vote for this guy, Ron DeSantis? To all of my other uh, uh, Trump supporting friends who have jumped on the DeSantis train, you expect me to vote for this guy? This is his backyard. And what's he scared of? Look, I've not talked to the guy. I don't know. Maybe he's not. Maybe I'm just a little too worked up. Here's my view. The reason this has persisted for years is because, one, Ron faces no pressure from anyone to pursue criminal charges against this horrible woman. But also, what do you think would happen if he did? They would turn the TV show into the criminal charges against them by Ron DeSantis. And that could hurt Ron DeSantis' chance at being the president. Don't know. Don't care. I will never vote for Ron DeSantis if this is persisting in his state. End of story. And I want to ask all of you to comment below and let me know your thoughts as much as look, he's done a great job in Florida. Convince me to support Ron DeSantis when this is happening in his backyard. Convince me. I don't think you can and I won't do it. And a lot of people mentioned Donald Trump and his support for Fauci. Fair point. Absolutely fair point. How he could have allowed those people. And that's why I only say I begrudgingly say I'd vote for Trump. I, I think he's the right guy for 2024 for a variety of reasons, but mostly he's going to fire everybody. Not that he's perfect. I like his foreign policy. Actually, right now, I got to be honest, I'm looking at RFK Jr. He might be the guy. Get to vote Democrat and, and force the Democratic Party to realign. But I think ultimately, I would not support a Democrat at all, even if it was RFK Jr., as much as he's, he's a much better guy than the rest of what they have to offer. But I'm seeing a lot of moderate Democrats saying they would vote for him. And I'm like, okay, okay. Right now, where I'm at is I am taking a look at this story and I am thinking to myself over and over again, why isn't Ron DeSantis pursuing criminal charges against this woman in Florida after the, this? You got to understand, this is what we've seen publicly, these admissions. In this video, there's a jump cut. Let me point it out. Let me go back to this video and play it again. I have woken Jazz out of a dead sleep and taken the dilator and put the lubrication on it and said, here, you take this and you put it in. That jump cut right there. Take this and here you take this. You put it in. And you put it in. There's a jump cut there. Something was removed from that statement. 
Now, the first thing I thought was I want to be careful about maybe she's saying something else and it's the television that, that changed the context. I don't think that's the case. They removed something from there. I want to know what they removed. On it and said, here, you take this and you put it in your vagina. If not, I will. If not, I will. I mean, that was a complete sentence. All right, it was a sentence fragment, but it was a complete thought. If you don't do it, I will. I want to know what the TV show cut out and why. Maybe it's because it was too horrifying. Maybe because you said something like, you take this and you stick it in and you pry it open. Otherwise, and they said, let's, that's a little too much. How have we come to this point? You know, I don't know. All I know is that Ron DeSantis didn't do anything about it. So I'm, I'm going to give him uh, an opportunity to see this. And I hope that uh, other people are tweeting this out, sending it his way and to other people in the DeSantis orbit and saying, will you address this? Because I'll make it simple for you. I think Ron DeSantis has, has, is, is presidential to a certain degree. <clears throat> I would love a president, Ron DeSantis. I'd prefer President Trump for the time being for a variety of reasons, but I'd be very happy with a president DeSantis. If Ron DeSantis is not capable of dealing with this, that'll never happen. I will never vote for Ron DeSantis. If come 2024, Jazz Jennings' mother has not been criminally charged, or at the very least, I'll put it this way, I would be satisfied with a criminal investigation that resulted in the DA saying, we don't think we have enough for criminal charges. I'd say, well, thank you for pursuing it. I don't know everything. I've only seen these clips, right? Now, I think the appropriate response is we've already got evidence of, of crime being committed, of psych- serious psychological abuse. And I bet because this family's been documented going back a decade plus, that you'd be able to find tons of criminal actions taken against these children. My view is if Ron DeSantis does not take action against this woman in, in some capacity, he's not, he's not cut out to be president. And I just I don't think there'd be any convincing me otherwise. And I, I, I honestly, I know that many of the Daily Wire guys are pro DeSantis. I got to ask him the same thing, particularly Matt Walsh. I feel like Matt Walsh would probably agree with me in this regard. My question is, and, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll reach out to Matt. Do you agree with me that this woman should be criminally charged in the state of Florida by the Ron DeSantis administration? I believe the question is a resounding yes. Again, I'd be satisfied if the end result of the investigation was that they didn't have enough for criminal charges, because, again, I'm not the judge jury, you know, uh, on this one. I'm not the investigator. Perhaps I'm wrong. I can I can respect that. But I think there needs to be some investigation of this woman. So I believe that's why I said I'm demanding DeSantis immediately begin pursuit of criminal charges. I believe that uh, she should be immediately arrested and criminally charged. I don't believe that I can supersede due process. That's why I think DeSantis should begin the pursuit of these charges, meaning it may turn out they don't find any or they can't pull it off. Now, my opinion is they can. But again, like I said, I'm not the governor. I'm not the jury. I'm not the judge. I'm not the investigator. I don't know. But I, I, I just I can't believe this. The gaslighting, the physical abuse. It's shocking to me. And I have to wonder what would happen if you took jazz into a private setting and said, talk to us about everything, everything about how you feel you're safe here, because here's what I think. Why is Jazz Jennings depressed? Jazz says, I don't feel like myself ever, and I keep going in negative places. Think about what it must be like to be surrounded by cameras and TV shows and agents and politicians all demanding you must do this. 
But knowing deep down in your heart of hearts, it brings you pain. How could you break free from that? I thought about something when I was younger. I'd heard a story about someone who was uh, deeply depressed and suicidal. And the words they had expressed was that they felt that there was no way out. And that was confusing to me. I said, well, what do you mean? Just leave. But they didn't. It was ultimately the story of someone who took their own life. And they said they felt like they had no way out. And and as I stated, it's confusing because I'm like, if you've truly given up on the world around you and, and your life and your family and your friends to the point where you would consider something like that, why not just take a stick, take a handkerchief, put some food and clothing in it, wrap it up, tie it to the stick and just leave. Seek out anything else. Give life another opportunity. It's because for most people, they don't know how to survive. They don't know what they would do. And their life is all they have. And it's also that the reason they felt like there was no way out was because if they did abandon their friends and family, it would cause more trouble and more pain. So ultimately, they felt the only thing they could do was just end it all. And that's wrong. That's not the way out. This is what I think for Jazz Jennings. Jazz can't escape this. Jazz is famous. No matter where Jazz goes, Jazz will be famous for being exactly this. How much do you want to bet? I'm willing to bet. Jazz had the conversation with uh, the family about not wanting to do this anymore. And the family saying, there are so many young people all over, the, all, the, all over the world who are relying on you as a role model. You can't stop. What will happen to them if you give up? I would be willing to bet a large sum of money that conversations happened. So here's what I think needs to happen. This needs to be stopped. I mean, the, the, this show is insane. The DeSantis administration needs to put an end to it. For, let, let the family flee the state and go to Colorado or Washington. Fine, whatever. But Ron DeSantis sitting by and letting this happen is too much. Jazz Jennings needs to be brought to a safe place where they can express themselves fully. Because I think Jazz Jennings is a victim. And how do you get someone to break free from the victim mentality? You got to separate them from their abusers. Jazz Jennings' mother, in my opinion, is a deranged psychopath who has physically tortured and abused her child. And something must be done. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out. And I'll see y'all then. You know, I don't like these guys. I don't like the dudes who went marching through Charlottesville with tiki torches. I think it's the utmost cringe. I think it's logically inconsistent. I think they have bad morals and bad opinions. And uh, I don't care to defend any of their ideas or any of their goals. Quite the opposite. I think we are all better off working against the goals of these individuals who are marching around saying, in my opinion, Stupid things. I'll read in a second. That being said, uh, this is a crazy story. Torch-carrying marchers indicted in Charlottesville rally. As the old saying goes, I didn't defend the unions because I wasn't in a union. I didn't defend the teachers because I wasn't a teacher. And then they all got arrested. And then once they were gone, there was no one left to speak up for me. Yeah, again, I don't like any of these guys. To be completely honest, I got no problem debating their ideas or having conversations with them. I think they're all completely wrong and their worldview is based upon incomplete information or simply put a group of moral foundations that I think are just bad. And I think we should we, we, we would be better served to resist. But there's one thing I have to say, indicting them for walking around with torches is psychotic. This is where we are. This is where the state of this country has gone. 
And as much as I don't know whose side these guys are on, to be honest, because they're just like authoritarian identitarians. It's like I so uh, these are white nationalists, many of them. I, don't, I'm not, I can't say that every single one of them is, but for the most part, they're white nationalists. They have identitarian worldviews, which I am opposed to. And uh, uh, but it's like the inverse of Black Lives Matter. That's actually how they described it. They view it as basically the same thing as Black Lives Matter, but for white people. I can certainly say that in this country, the left, these leftist identitarians absolutely hate white people. I don't think the solution is just countering by advocating for like white rights or anything like that. I think the solution is civil rights in general. Well, the left identitarian faction, the woke faction opposes that. And so do these people to a great degree. Here's what they're arguing. Let me, let, me, let me read this for you. They say, nearly six years after a large gathering of white nationalists in Charlottesville erupted in violent clashes, a grand jury in Virginia has indicted multiple people on felony charges for carrying flaming torches with the intent to intimidate. When Antifa marches through a street with weapons, is that intimidating? Uh, recently, I think it was the University of Pittsburgh, far-left extremists burned an effigy of Michael Knowles. Was that burning an object in an effort to intimidate? I mean, the left does it all the time. In fact, they outright just burn vehicles and garbage in the street. They did it in D.C. Where are any of those criminal charges? So this is the point. The left will wield power as they see fit. They don't care what makes sense, what is logical or what is legal. They'll do it. So here we are. Commonwealth's attorney, James Hingley, did not say in the release how many people have been indicted and did not immediately return a call and email seeking comment. According to electronic court records, the indictment is against three people have been unsealed. William Zachary Smith, Tyler Bradley, and uh, who was it? Tyler Bradley Dykes of Bluffton and Dallas Medina. It was hard to, to read because Dallas is also the name of the city. And I was like, is it the city name or each is charged with a single count of burning an object with the intent of intimidating a person or group of people. The charge carries a maximum penalty of up to five years in prison. Now, come on. No sane person thinks a tiki torch is burning an object to intimidate. Like that's meant to be, you know, burning a cross in someone's yard or setting a big thing, setting something on fire to scare someone is obviously different from someone carrying a tiki torch. Now, I got to be honest, it's going to be very hard for these people to win this one for two reasons. One, most of us despise them. You know what I mean? Like who is going to want to stand up in their defense? But you know what? That's the way things are, are supposed to be. Everyone is supposed to be afforded a proper legal defense in this country. And I view this as an attack on freedom of speech. They weren't burning things in a destructive way. They weren't burning effigies. They weren't burning flags. They were carrying tiki torches. How is, it, how is that an intent to intimidate? But it doesn't matter. The people in these jurisdictions, they seek to weaponize the power of law enforcement against those they don't like. And the big problem here, oh boy, do I not like these guys. <laughs> Thing most of you listening probably don't either. So boy, what do we do? Yeah, that's that's what sucks. I don't care for virtue signaling. I don't care to come out and be like, I want to make sure everybody knows I don't like these guys. No, I mean, I genuinely think that their views are very similar to the woke left identitarian views when it comes to race. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch 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 -chum 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But if it was Antifa marching down the street, I'd defend their right to free speech all the same. If there were a bunch of leftists marching around with flags and signs, my, my statement, or, or tiki torches for that matter, is they, they're allowed to do it. In fact, I will make sure this is clear to all of the leftists who stumble upon this video. I have routinely defended left-wing protests obstructing streets. When it was, I believe it was Extinction Rebellion, chained themselves in the middle of the street and like parked boats in intersections. I said, good. Absolutely. Those that do not allow nonviolent civil disobedience will only get violent conflict. As the saying goes, those who make peaceful revolution impossible make violent, uh, 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 violent revolution inevitable. I believe, I believe that was JFK who said that. My view is if you've got a group of people like, you know, the far left or otherwise obstructing a roadway, okay, you go, you arrest them. They made their point. They were disruptive, but they didn't hurt anybody or cause permanent damage. Nonviolent civil disobedience, I believe, is the acceptable line crossing. It's illegal, but come on. I mean, there's no permanent damage. You arrest them. You clear it out. Yes, it's annoying. I know, I know a lot of people on the right are like, no, we should never tolerate this. And I'm like, mm. there has to be a way to push on the boundaries and, and get a point across so that people can feel like pressure is being relieved, like people heard what they had to say. For these guys, this is it. They didn't even block the road. What they did is not illegal. They marched down a, a, a sidewalk and now they're being criminally charged. So as much as I don't like them, we have to defend free speech in this country. And this is how insane things are getting. Prosecutors said the indictments were issued as part of criminal investigation that is active and ongoing, adding they work with law enforcement to investigate, analyze applicable laws and bring charges when appropriate. This is our process, regardless of how much time has passed or where the alleged offenders may be found. Former President Trump set up a firestorm of criticism when he said there were very fine people on both sides of the clashes between white nationalists and anti-racist demonstrators in Charlottesville. You see how they still lie? They lie. They lie. They lie. Oh, they're so evil. Man, I'm really just, I'm just at my wits end today. You know, I just put out a video where I said Ron DeSantis should, should pursue criminal charges against Jazz Jennings' mother. I'm just, I'm not here for this, man. Donald Trump said, there were very fine people on both sides, and I am not talking about the white supremacists or neo-Nazis because they should be condemned totally. That's what he said. They just keep lying. This is the world we live in. Evil people doing evil things to gain power. And this is just another part of that. Now, don't get me wrong. I believe if these people had power, they'd do the exact same thing. I don't trust these guys. I think many of them are really stupid. I think some of them are downright evil as well. I believe identitarianism is an overtly evil ideology. And I get it. I get it. Leftist identitarians have power and they're pushing for this stuff. Critical race theory, critical gender theory. They want race and identity based law. It's identitarianism. It is ident That's what it means. Identity and Arianism. Identity based government. I don't want it from anybody. I don't want it from these guys. I don't want it from those guys. It is not a simple act of left versus right. It is. Do we defend freedom and rights. And unfortunately for all of us, nasty guys like this, they get rights too. Or I should say, to be honest, like fortunately, to a certain degree, we are all afforded the right to speak our minds. So as I've stated before, and I'll state again, 
When the left engages in peaceful protest, they have my support wholeheartedly. I disagree with them on their causes, but I absolutely agree with their right to protest. Yet here's what we saw. In 2020, during the lockdowns, when BLM protests marched through cities, they were defended and protected. When right-wing groups did the same thing, they were attacked, villainized, and they attempted to charge these people criminally. They shut down churches. The left was allowed to gather. The right was not. Now you have these guys, which I don't, they're not right wing because many of them are collectivist. I mean, they're literally just white collectivists. So that's not right wing or whatever sense. I don't know whose side they're on, but they deserve free speech all the same, same as the left. But here's the deal. They're being criminally charged because they are also enemies of the woke cult. So the woke cult will subvert your rights, will burn it all to the ground and steal power. And it's happening right before our eyes. Is a creepy one, man. When Twitter started banning these people, I said that was wrong, too. If you take away the vehicle by which people can express themselves, then you are going to get violence. And that's what happened. So I can only imagine things will just get worse in this country, especially as you see what happened in Chicago. Let me let me juxtapose the two extreme positions. Roving bands of marauders in Chicago, predominantly young black teenagers and young adults. It wasn't all teenagers attacked people, destroyed property, set cars on fire. And the mayor-elect said, don't demonize them. And a state senator said, you can't blame them. They were, they were anti-poverty protests. These guys, I think also equally despicable, are being criminally charged. All right. I hope y'all realize this is not going to go to a good place. Racial tensions are going to get worse, and the crazies are going to get crazier. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up in a few minutes. Stick around, and I'll see you all shortly. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.